Well, hello. Hey, so uh, we'll be back here in Genesis again today. Welcome to Cop Church, episode number three. Let's uh, start this in prayer. Heavenly Father, please help us to to uh, appreciate the time that we have today. Because time is short, and uh, Lord, we ask that you would speak to us through your word and help me to stay out of your way in bringing the, the word to uh, the audience here. Amen. Okay. Genesis chapter 1, verse 26 and 27 is where we're going to start today. Verse 26. Then God said, Let us make man in our image according to our likeness. Let them have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the air, over the cattle, over all the earth, and over all the creeping thing that creeps on the earth. So God created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created him male and female. He created them. So, here we go. God created us in his image. And my, oh my, how we have screwed it up, haven't we? So this week I have dealt with a, uh, a little bit of death, okay? And it's a little bit more personal. Now, I know that, that we've all seen, at least I assume that we've all seen, what's been going on in Afghanistan. I mean, a horrible, awful, horrendous death and destruction going on there. And uh, they're certainly in our prayers. And we, we do, if you're like me, you wait for the judgment of God in these cases. But also... Uh, I I buried my dog yesterday. And that's never an easy thing to do, right? And this is a dog that I've had for almost 13 years. So that's certainly something that's been on my mind. I've been dealing with that. And then, and then coincidentally, I guess, I listened to a sermon on Thursday night called Sinners in the Hands of an Angry God. If you haven't heard this one, I'm, I'm going to put a link at the, in the notes from this episode here because I highly recommend it. It's by Reverend Jonathan Edwards, and he shared this message on July 8th, 1741. And it's applicable today as it was back then. And <clears throat> Reverend Edwards' main verse for, uh, for this sermon came from Deuteronomy. Chapter 32, verse 35, says, Vengeance is mine, and recompense their foot shall slip in due time. For the day of their calamity is at hand, and the things to come hasten upon them. Now, personally, I needed to look up a word in this case, which is recompense. Recompense means to pay back, in a sense, in in essence, and that's kind of how I understood it, to pay back. And sin causes us all to owe something. And so God says, vengeance is mine and recompense. But the main, the main focus of Reverend Edwards was the phrase, their foot shall slip in due time. Now, what this reminded me of is recently I, I see this stupid, ridiculous challenge called the milk crate challenge. 
Now, I'm sure that you've seen this, and for some reason, the videos that I see are of cops trying to climb these stacked milk crates that are stair-stepped. Now, personally, I already know better than this because when I was a kid, I fell and hit my face on one of those milk crates and broke a tooth out. So I, I have firsthand knowledge that we don't mess with milk crates, okay? But this is what this phrase reminds me of. And, and it, it's a reminder to me that that's kind of like our life in regards to sin. When we climb that stair step, we're trying to do it on our own. And what's going to bring us down to the pit of hell is our own weight. Their foot shall slip in due time. Reverend Edwards points out that it's the own it's our own weight of sin that's constantly pushing down and there's so little holding us up if we are acting in our own strength each one of us has slipped and fallen some more recent than others I'm sure but this milk crate challenge is just like that we climb higher and higher and higher thinking I can do this in my own strength and it's a point of pride which is which is a terrible idea but we climb higher and higher and nobody can make it on their own and so really we're all teetering over hellfire and that's horrifying we don't really understand it and in this generation especially unfortunately at least unfortunately for this I think we've really been desensitized to hellfire, to damnation. We don't understand the gravity of condemnation. And the fires of hell can even seem like an empty threat. And I think that that's part of the reason that the world is now going through this period of darkness that it's in. We haven't been through this difficulty as, say, generations past, okay? So we didn't go through the Great Depression. We haven't gone through World War II, right? We've had it pretty easy because of what's been done for us in the past. We've got this nice, easy life. And I think that's part of the problem with pleasure is we start to think, oh, we don't really need God. We'll be fine on our own. And, you know, we, we've been so blessed in that we've been made in God's image. And so we have this intrinsic value. And yet because of sin, we have beaten and bruised and battered that image to where it's nearly unrecognizable. It's like a it's like a vehicle that's been totaled. Sometimes they're unrecognizable as far as what the original make and model was. And there's no way to bring it back to its original beauty, right? So what we see going on in the world today, I think is partially a wake up call.
And so I hope that you'll listen to that wake-up call. Now, how does this relate to cops? Okay, this is cop church, right? This is supposed to be relatable. Cops are the ones who combat evil here in the physical realm. We send people to prison who do evil. We are aware of the penalties of breaking the law, of committing a crime. And sometimes we even become so personally invested that if, if we feel like the uh, sentencing wasn't equal to the crime, we actually get offended. That's how this is relatable. See, God in this case is judge, jury, and executioner. In fact, the word tells us that he gave judgment to Christ. It is now up to Christ to be the judge because he lived a perfect life and he, he sacrificed himself for us. Okay, so now Christ is the judge, right? As a result of our sin, against the backdrop of a perfect God, we deserve death. We deserve hell. And if you've been doing this job for very long, you know that as soon as you step on that gas pedal, you could end up dead. You know that you could encounter a car and the driver can come out shooting. And we're trained to go home, right? At the end of the shift. But that's not always the case. And this year, especially, we've been seeing a whole lot of a whole lot of those who make that sacrifice and don't go home. And at the end of their life, they're either going to breathe their last on this earth and breathe their first in the presence of God or they're going to breathe their last on this earth and face judgment now for you and me who are saved that judgment was poured out on Christ at Calvary so to bring this in perspective even before Christ there was a pretty cool guy named David David wasn't without his problems but David had a heart for God. And this is one of the things that David wrote. Psalm verse 18. I'm not going to read the entire thing. I suggest that you check it out for yourself when you have the time. But David wrote this. I will love you, O Lord, my strength. The Lord is my rock and my fortress and my deliverer. My God, my strength in whom I will trust, my shield and the horn of my salvation, my stronghold. I will call upon the Lord who is worthy to be praised. So shall I be saved from my enemies. The pangs of death surrounded me, and the floods of ungodliness made me afraid. The sorrows of Sheol surrounded me. The snares of death confronted me. In my distress, I called upon the Lord, and I cried, and cried out to my God. He heard my voice from his temple, and my cry came before him, even to his ears. I'm going to skip down to verse 18 here. 
They confronted me in the day of my calamity, but the Lord was my support. Speaking of the enemy here. They confronted me in the day of my calamity, but the Lord was my support. He also brought me out into a broad place. He delivered me because he delighted in me. The Lord rewarded me according to my righteousness, according to the cleanness of my hands. He has recompensed me. That part's very important because it there's that word again. That word from Deuteronomy. Recompensed. You see, God says that we owe him something. That was the whole reason for sacrifices is because we can't get to God on our own. That That's why in the Old Testament there had to be that animal sacrifice. But here, David says, he has recompensed me. What is he talking about? Verse 24, therefore the Lord has recompensed me according to my righteousness, according to the cleanness of my hands in his sight. In his sight. I want you to hold on to that for a second. And then finally, verse 36, as we talked about the foot slipping, right? We talked about that. Here in verse 36, it says, you enlarged my path under me, so my feet did not slip. Okay, let's go back for just a second here. David is saying that God has recompensed him, okay? And I can own this verse for myself. That's why I'm reading this. This is my verse today. The Lord has recompensed me. How did he do that? How did he receive payment for what I owe? It's through Christ, right? It's all about the cross. It's all about the cross. Therefore, the Lord has recompensed me according to my righteousness. As a saved believer, I'm filled with the Holy Spirit. I am saved by grace. It's no longer my righteousness. God does not see my righteousness. He sees the righteousness of Jesus Christ. That's what has recompensed me. That's how the payment was made that I owed, that I couldn't pay according to the cleanness of my hands in his sight. That's a very important part of this verse. It's in his sight that he looks upon me and he doesn't see me in my nasty sin and my nastiness. He sees Jesus Christ. And you enlarged my path under me so my feet did not slip. Because on my own, I'm like the guy on top of those milk crates at the very top, tumbling down. My feet will slip. But when I have Jesus within me, my feet are planted. David even says in this same passage that his feet were like that of a deer. Okay? All right. I think point's been made and our 15 minutes are up. Loving Heavenly Father, thank you for bringing us together today. If there are any of those who are listening to this particular church and have not received your son as their Savior, Lord, we pray that they would do so today. And Lord, if there are those who have received your son and are not walking according to your word, we ask that they would remember their first love. That they would return to their first love. That they would receive the grace, Lord, that you pour out upon those who return. And that they would see revival in their own life. And it's in your son's name that we pray. Amen. Okay, guys. Till next week, this has been Cop Church. Bye.